Hi, this is Timothy Pig, and I want to welcome you to Text Driven Podcast, a podcast put out by the Ministry of Fellowship Church in Southwest Florida. Text Driven Podcast exists to equip you to know God and make Him known through text driven preaching and practice. To learn more about Fellowship Church, visit our website, fellowshipchurch.co. On this episode of Text Driven Podcast, we're going to look at what it means to live a text-driven life. One of the sayings we like to use at Fellowship Church is that we would desire to know God and to make Him known through text-driven preaching and practice. Now, you might not have ever heard that phrase, text-driven preaching and practice. And what I want to do in this first episode is I want to share with you what we mean by that. What does it mean to have a life that models text-driven preaching and practice? In short, what we mean is that the Bible is in the driver's seat, uh, that God is in the driver's seat of our life, that He is the one who is directing everything that we do. So in order for us to understand this, we're going to have to look at the Bible. So I hope you have a Bible with you, and I want you to open to 2 Peter chapter 1. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. And it's here that we really find a definition of text-driven living. And we know that 2 Peter was written by Simon Peter. Simon calls himself, in verse 1, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. He's a messenger that has been sent by God with a specific purpose, but he also calls himself a servant. He he is a, a man who is all about serving the Lord and serving his church and making sure that he is serving the gospel to a lost and dying people. And he says that he's writing specifically this letter, 2 Peter, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then he goes on in verse 2, and you'll see, he says, May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Uh, Man, what a way to start a letter, wouldn't you say? He's asking us and he's telling us that he's asking that God's grace and his peace would be multiplied to us in the knowledge of God. You know, the only way that we can have the grace that we need to get through each and every day and the only way that we can have the peace that we need to navigate a chaotic world that seems to always jar the peace out of us is if we learn about God's grace and his peace through Christ through his word. And I want you to notice what he says in verse 3. And verse 3 is really the definition of a text-driven life. In 2 Peter 1 verse 3, he says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You see, God says, look, I'm going to give you everything that you need to navigate this life. I'm going to give you everything that you need to know how to live a godly and holy life. And you'll notice that he says everything uh, that we need for all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things. Uh, Every aspect of our life, God has a say in it. God wants to speak into all areas of our life. Francis Schaeffer used to speak of what was called the sacred and the secular. 
And when he was speaking about the sacred and the secular, he would speak of it in terms of the lordship of Christ. He says most people will give Christ the lord of the sacred. He is Lord of the religious things of their life. On Sunday, because He is Lord, we're going to go to church. On Sunday, because He is Lord, we're going to do our religious duty. We're going to be nice to people. We're going to be kind to people. And because uh, Jesus is Lord, we're going to give benevolently to our local church. And because Jesus is Lord, we're going to serve when it is convenient for us. And, And we give Him Lord of the sacred things. And then He says, we don't make Him Lord of the secular things. In that category of secular, you could say it would be those those things in our life such as uh, maybe our marriage and our parenting and our hobbies and our job. These are the secular things that we deal with. Uh, how we run our businesses and what we do in, in parenting. These are the secular aspects. And what Schaefer argues is that Christ is Lord over everything. He's Lord over the sacred things, but he's also Lord over the secular things. That Christ, when he died on the cross and rose again, and we received him by faith, we have declared that he is Lord over all our lives. Now, you might have heard this saying, Jesus is either Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. And when we talk about a text-driven life, what we're really talking about is the Lordship of Christ. Now, let's go back to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, His divine power has granted to us, watch this, all things that pertain to life and godliness. All the things that we need to be able to navigate the sacred and the secular, He has granted to us. He has given it to us. So in those days when... You're scratching your head, not knowing how to lead your home, uh, husbands. God's word has given to you all the things that you need to be able to do your responsibilities well. Uh, Mom, those days when when the kids are just uh, too much to bear and they, they seem so difficult, it seems so challenging at the house. Listen, all things pertaining to life and godliness have been granted to you. Uh, you at your job, man, you've got a major decision to make. Should we do this or should we do that? Uh, should we go in this direction or should we go in that direction? And, and, and you've pulled out the flow chart and you've pulled out the pro and con list and, and you've made it and, and you're stuck at a dead heat. It's a tie. You have just as many positives about going in one direction as you do negatives. And, and, and you just don't know where to go. Second Peter 1.3 His divine power has granted to you all things that pertain to life and godliness. So now you ask, how do I access all these things? How how do I get all things that pertain to life and godliness? How, How do I know what to do when I've hit a roadblock in my parenting? How do I know what to do when my marriage has has grown cold? How, how do I know what to do in my job when I hit that crossroad? Should I go this direction with the business or go that direction? Uh, how do I know what to do? How do I access all things? He tells us. 
2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Look at what it says. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now watch the next phrase. Through the knowledge of Him. The way you access all the things that have been given to you that pertain to life and godliness is through the knowledge of Jesus. So how do we know Him? We know Jesus through His Word. You know, the Bible teaches us that all of Scripture is God's. It's God's breath. It's God's speech. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, tells us that very thing, doesn't it? Paul is writing to, to the young man, Timothy, and he's come to the end of his life, and, and now he says these words to Timothy, all Scripture, all the writings is God-breathed, and it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete. Complete in what? Complete in all things. That he might be equipped. Equipped for what? Equipped in all things, so that he can do every good work. See, God wants you to do every good work in your home. God wants you to do every good work in your job. God wants you to do every good work in your hobbies. God wants you to do every good work in your marriage. All things that pertain to life and godliness come through the knowledge of Him. And how do we know Him? We know Jesus through the Word, through Scripture. You see, God wants you to learn about His Son, learn about who He is through your study of Scripture. So, Mom and Dad, I've got great news for you. The answers that you're looking for and how to parent. Maybe you're a first-time parent. Maybe you just found out that you're pregnant and, and, and you want to go to the, the bookstore and you want to look through all the categories on parenting and you want to find that book that's going to best prepare you for being a good parent. Listen, if you have your Bible, you have the best parenting manual there is. Um, maybe you, you're looking for a new job. And you just don't know what to do. You, you don't know how to look for a job. You don't know what to do. Maybe you're at your job, but you don't know what to do at your job. So, so you run and, and you go into the business section of the bookstore. And you're looking at all the different books in the business section of how to get a job or how to grow a business or how to start a business. Can, can I tell you something? If you have your Bible, you have all that you need for being a godly good businessman or woman. Maybe you're a newlywed and you're wondering, how do I do this whole marriage life together thing? 
You know, how, how are we going to handle in-laws and how are we going to handle holidays and what are we going to do here and what are we going to do there? And, and you're wondering all these different questions uh, leading up to that wonderful day where you both say, I do, and, and you get married and you go to the bookstore and you look at all the different books on the shelves about marriage and you just want that one book that's going to give you the secret to the key to a long and happy marriage. And I'm going to tell you something. If you have your Bible, if you read your Bible, if you study your Bible, God's Word has granted to you all things that you need to have a happy, a holy, a Christ-honoring marriage. See, all things that pertain to your life and to my life, to godliness, comes from the knowledge of Him. So what I want to challenge you with, get into God's Word. Read it. Study it. Let God's Word richly dwell within you. You, you can look through numerous places in the Bible where it says that you need to be meditating on the Word day and night. When you read God's Word, soak it in. Think about it all day. Apply it to what you're walking through. When you do that, you'll be able to, to heed the, the warning that, that James gave us. Remember what James said in James chapter 1? Receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. To live a text-driven life is not just to hear the word, but it's to live your life driven by the word. Let every decision that you make come from the Word. Let, let every move that you make as a parent, as a spouse, as a business man or woman, let every decision that you make even in your hobbies come from the Word of God. I can promise you this. All things all things that pertain to your life and godliness comes from the Word. So, would you live a text-driven life? Would you know God and make Him known through text-driven preaching and practice? God's Word is all you need. I hope that I've maybe challenged you a little bit today to open your Bible, to read it, to study it, to look into God's Word because He has granted to you in His Word all things that pertain to life and godliness. Hey, I'm praying for you. God bless you. 
Thanks so much for listening today. I hope this has encouraged you and edified your soul. And I'm praying that God would do a mighty work in your life as you live a text-driven life. Thanks for listening.